Get ready to uncover, develop, and celebrate the greatest you you can be. Welcome to the Live the Good Life Show with Sabrina Wright, connecting your physical and spiritual self. Sabrina is a holistic health and wellness advocate, consultant, encourager, and therapist, here to help you dive into self-care so you can be your own greatest advocate. Could you use a little direction? Sabrina takes a holistic, multifaceted approach. No part of your well-being is left behind. We all want to feel healthy, happy, and whole. So let's get to it. The Live the Good Life show starts now. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Live the Good Life Show. I'm your host, Sabrina Wright, and today I'm super excited to talk to one of my favorite new friends this year, Andrea B. Jasper. So we're talking today about self-care and how self-respect is tied into that. This is kind of a part two to our conversation we had last week on Tuesday on the Dr. Pat Show. And again, I want to thank Dr. Pat. I want to thank my producers, uh, Jacob and Benny, for last week's show. It was exciting. It was fun. Uh, it was wonderful to have perspective that's broader than what typically society and general marketing focuses on, and that is women. We had two great conversation participants in uh, Jacob and Benny. And if you haven't heard the show, I just highly recommend that you go back and listen to it because it's really important to understand the whole perspective of self-care and that it is very robust and it's not just bubble baths and pedicures. It really isn't. Well, speak for yourself, Sabrina. I mean, you know. <laughs> I might be into that just a little bit. This is Benny, by the way. I can't speak for Jacob. Maybe he's into it, too. But until then, treat yourself. Right. So it's not that you totally wouldn't. Exactly. But I'm saying it's so okay. much more. <laughs> Olivia, before we really get started, I want to bring you in on the conversation. Where are you on your self-care? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I actually just moved, so things have been a little bit chaotic in my life right now. Um, but you know what? I have made sure to make some time after I get home from work to just relax and, you know, do something for me to make sure that I can decompress so that I can, you know, take care of the stuff I need to take care of while I'm still unpacking my whole life. <laughs> Excellent. Well, and moving and packing is really a big project. Yeah, you don't realize right. it until you're right in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the hardest part is like, I can, I can unpack the boxes, but you have to have a place to put everything. <laughs> you have to know where everything goes before you can unpack it. So True. It, it's a process. That's for it's sure. a plan. Well, and our self care needs to be that important as well. And we need to be connected with that. For most of my life, it's been about trying to found the find the balance in life, because I have yet to meet anyone who's had a life that hasn't had challenges, trials, even unfortunate traumas. And it's important for us to be able to understand ourselves and connect well with ourselves to be able to nourish ourselves, to be able to care for ourselves so that when we're nourished and we're taken care of, then we show up in a 
much greater capacity to help others, to serve, and to share the gifts and talents that we were given. Well, today we're going to continue that conversation, and my guest today is Andrea Jasper. She is the founder and inspiration behind Studio A Pilates and Yoga in Dana Point, California. <clears throat> she was born and raised uh, down south, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, right here in California. And has um, worked in creating Studio A, and it is a Pilates and yoga and melt studio. I got to put that in there, right? <laughs> um, and this particular business and especially her studio and the community that she's built up is mirroring her passion for outdoor adventures, which include ocean sports, hiking trails, and something that I'm really interested in hearing more about is farm to table gardening. I want to hear a little bit more about that today, right? And how profound that can be uh, to your life. Uh, she was a competitive triathlete. And when she was this athlete, she discovered Pilates. And she realized that this was a way that she was going to be able to regain and maintain her flexibility, which, of course, transferred into her performance as a triathlete. She's also a Stott Pilates Certified Advanced wow, Comprehensive Instructor, and she is now a Smart Flow Yoga Instructor, and how I've come to know her is that she's a Melt Method Instructor. For me and for the clients that I see when I share small, simple movements and introduce them to melt method mm -hmm. they're receiving profound results mm -hmm. profound and and um i know that it's been around for only 10 years but i mean it just seems it's like it's been around for quite a while um it's just now come into where um we're internationally recognized now we have um instructors mm -hmm. on every continent and uh, I think it's just been getting more attention because fascia, you know, is like that darling word right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I think people are paying more attention to it because they're understanding the structural support that it gives our entire body and all of the systems. And, um, you know, I always like to say that we're living longer. I don't know if we're living better. So well, let's see, let's talk to, let's, let's talk about that, that, right? How do we do that? Because... I think that since the unplug of last year, 2020, it's created this time and space for us to really reconnect with ourselves individually and to take a self inventory of what's working, what's not working, what's important and what do I need moving forward? Not only in business, but just in life. Right. <laughs> It's incredible this last year, um, you know, for a lot of us, um, you know, you could go either way, you know, some of us went into this deep kind of dark hole and other of us discovered that we had so many amazing, you know, talents that we, you know, dealt in, you know, some people went to baking, you know, some people decided, Hey, I want to go try, you know, something different. Maybe I'm, I can paint and I can draw or I can turn to music 
that there's a lot of the arts that have been um, explored and um, which I think is wonderful. Mindful movement, you know, people weren't able to go outside. And so we turned to, you know, this kind of a platform where we could interact, you know, and, and get some movement in our body. And so maybe that sparked a little bit of, you know, that self-care aspect. So, you know, we can look at it you know, every day I just try to find a little silver lining, no matter how thin it was, you know, as we move through this whole last year. And um, I think for those of us that chose, you know, that direction, we're coming out, you know, on the other side with a little more brightness. Absolutely. And what I find really incredible and encouraging is the fact that we have now the capability such as this format, mm -hmm. to be able to connect with people in a, a bigger space, in a greater capacity, oh, and have a greater influence and impact on others. Yes, and that's a gift. And it's a gift to um, embrace in a way that does good. Um, right? Good. Mm -hmm. You know, because there are ways that we can we can spread different things, spread fear and, um, you know, uh, things or feelings that aren't positive. Um, and that's why I'm, you know, really loving this platform, because this is all about light and joy and how we bring, you know, that into our own life and, and with the subject matter of self-care. And I really think you hit the nail on the head with talking about how it's it's respect, it's self-respect for self-care. And they really go hand in hand. Um, I don't think you could have one without the other. What's interesting is that as I start to have more of these conversations, mm -hmm. and, and you may realize this as well, is that it's seed planting for individuals. Mm -hmm. And it really is that small little perspective shift that then has a ripple effect in everything else that individuals we get involved in or connected to. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yesterday I was at a wedding and I, uh, of course, weddings have cake and champagne and sugary beverages and mints and all those kinds of good things. But they also have meat platters and uh, they've got appetizers and, you know, tasty little noshes. I was talking to a gentleman who was, we were standing by the, the cake table and he was like, you know, I can tell you that a couple of years ago, I would have been all over that table and I probably could put away, ha ha ha, at least, you know, and then shared the, the quantity that he could have put away of cake. And he says, but you know what? I ended up moving to Phoenix, I'm so much more active with my life and my wife right now and started listing off all of these subtle changes. And what's, what was remarkable, the whole thing that I walked away with from him was admitting that making lifestyle changes, he no longer desired sugary sweets or had something that he couldn't control either neurologically or chemically where he needed that. And so he limited himself to a cupcake. So it was just really interesting that lifestyle has a big impact. And it's not all about 
chasing the almighty dollar or cramming our schedule in with all different kinds of responsibilities and and tasks and things to become busy. Yes. I think a lot of times we do equate busyness with productivity. Mm-hmm. And um, if we can step away from that and really understand and be aware that just pausing, being present is absolutely productive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a way, you know, um, you know, I think about people trying to be superhuman all the time and we're trying to be everything for everybody else all the time. You know, we're, you know, the multitaskers, we're the nurturers, we're the ones that, you know, are the glue that holds our family, our community together, our friends, our neighbors. Um, and we don't even realize that because we're so busy at the end, there's like kind of nothing left for us. You know, we're kind of running on empty a little bit. So, um, you know, which is all wonderful. You know, that's that's in our nature to be helpful, hopefully, to other people. Um, it's like that golden rule. You know, we were always taught when we were little, you know, do unto others as you want to do unto you, right? Well, mm-hmm. Where, where are we? Like, what happened to that part of the equation? It's like, wait, we, we need to do that for ourselves as well. All those wonderful things we do for other people, let's just bring it back to ourselves so that it just, you know, moves forward in that way. And just like you said, you know, we plant those little seeds, mm-hmm. not only within ourselves, but that resonates and that echoes out into our community and into our family. Um, so, it's and it comes back to us as well because if we're sending it out there, it's all going to come back. Um, firmly believe that, even if it's just walking into a room and you have a happy disposition, it really does feel like the whole room becomes a little happier. <laughs> Same exactly. way, exactly. You and you're a little bit down, and you kind of walk in with your head down. You know, everybody else kind of feels that that energy as well. Um, how do we keep ourselves into that, you know, brightness or lightness, not saying that you can't be down or sad sometimes, but how, um, how do we, we keep the fuel, you know, we're, we're filled up, you know, we need to, that's where that self-care comes in and that self-respect to know that we are worthy of self-care. Absolutely. Now, when you were young, Mm -hmm. You were involved in sports. You were very active, right? I mean, I I think most of us were. So self-care really wasn't something that we had to intend for ourselves. No, we were outside all the time. We were encouraged, you know, as kids to be outside and play and be in the sun and giggle and laugh and have a great time. And, you know, we can still do that now. Who says we can't? Why can't we go outside and run around and move our bodies and, you know, giggle and laugh and have a good time, right? Might be a different little way to do it, but um, keep that youngness in ourselves. But I was lucky that I, um, you know, was raised in a family that was very, we were active. You know, I had um, four kids in my family and I was between two brothers. So I felt like I had to keep going. Otherwise I get like smushed from one side or the other. So, you know, whenever we went skiing or whenever we went, you know, uh, you know, they played baseball or, or football and, you know, we were on the sidelines cheering, you know, whatever it was, um, we were always very active. And, um, even when I was in a teenage years before, I mean, this is way back before any big fitness centers and things like that, things started to open up that way. 
And my dad had the forethought to say, hey, this is a great way for all of us to work together and to really keep our bodies healthy. And so I remember being one of the first families that ever joined this family fitness, you know, place. And, uh, and it was great. Um, so we've really always had movement in our lives. Um, and we were a face, uh, faith based family as well. So we did share that, um, which has moved into even my life today. Um, so whatever the God of your understanding is, you know, that's, um, you know, something that we can all, I think, resonate with. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just grateful that I have always had some kind of movement. I've always run or jumped or, um, I don't know, went out on the water. You know, we live in California, so it's kind of nice. We can get out, there. we can, we can get into the, into the, um, onto the slopes really quick and we can get onto the water really quick. So sure. um, we had both. And uh, yeah, I'm just really, really grateful for that. Um, you know, but going back to this self-care, I think I didn't realize that that's what it was at the time. It was just a little bit more natural. When I started working like full time, I felt like that was what I had to do, you know, all the time. And I didn't self-care as well. Um, and then I, I could feel it. I wasn't performing as well as I could in my job. And so I went back to moving again. And I noticed when I started moving my body, I was sleeping better and I was more productive during the day. And, and that's when it kind of clicked into me, like my early twenties, where I mm -hmm. thought this is the path I need to continue on with, or, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do real well. So um, right. I've just been lucky that even now in my fifties, I'm still moving, still active. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And still have an energy that uh, doesn't seem to win. I mean, it's very consistent, right? Yeah, it really is. And um, and that's because I do have a lot of things in my life that I use as my self-care. Um, and I still am doing all of those things for my family, for my friends, having a business, um, my clients, my community. Um, but because I do a lot of self-care and it's not like it takes a long time, you know, sometimes it's just sitting in a quiet room and, you know, I've got a candle going like that might be it, you know, and I just sit for a moment. I have my mouth pulse, <laughs> you know, people don't believe me. I'm like, I put them in this beautiful bowl. Cause it reminds me these little gems is what I use. Mm -hmm. So, um, sometimes it's just getting, you know, my nervous system to calm down a little bit it could take five minutes or 10 minutes. Um, but I do take the time to do that. Um, I've created a little space for myself. Um, I, I, I like having a place where I can go and kind of shut the doors and, and just be quiet for a moment. And then I can go back out into the crazy fun world. Um, I'm journaling again, which I haven't done in a long time. Um, yeah. You know, and you talked about, um, instances in your life where kind of shifts you. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I was shifted away from journaling when um, I was like in my 20s and um, someone got into my journals, which was not, you know, betrayed That's my- not what they're for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be for me. So I stopped because I thought, oh, I can't do that anymore for fear that somebody will read them or anything else. And then it took a long time. And um, when I had another kind of a, tra not tragedy event, but something that shifted me again, I went back to journaling and it really did help me um, to not only get through that way, but to also, um, you know, just to push through any of the times where I felt like I was kind of flatlined, you know, kind of pushed me back up to feeling, um, you know, just better um, about myself and my life and where I'm going and what I'm doing. 
So I, um, and we both have the same journal, so I'm going to show because it's so lovely. Yes, please. It's beautiful. This is, yeah. So um, we have uh, the same journal that was um, uh, created by our friend, Jen Simpson. And it's just a really nice way. I can't keep them on the shelves, to be honest with you. I have people that come in and they are just scrambling them up. Great um, gifts, great for yourself. Um, Absolutely. And, and it, encourage that. Encourage that creativity and just writing. Um, it's it's very freeing. It's, it's lovely. Well, and, and the journals are powerful, especially if you keep them, because you can go back and you can reflect. And it's more times than not, there are moments when you're having a challenge or like when I'm at a place where I'm, I'm not seeing progress or I'm not seeing growth or it doesn't feel like, you know, things are happening and moving and making mm -hmm. an impact, then I have the opportunity to go back and see that, oh, well, a couple months ago I was here year ago I was there and small little shifts small little uh, activities transitioned and kind of it's kind of life is like a river you know I mean it's never straight no. it's never straight and you have to be fluid in it and that's that's part of the beauty that I'm really starting to recognize and embrace at this particular place in my life it's fantastical and being at a wedding yesterday where two darling young early 20s are getting married and just seeing for them all of the possibilities that are ahead incredible yeah it's wonderful and um you know talking about your journaling and we're looking back you know sometimes i feel like there's these little regrets that i have and then I look back and I think, well, no, there is no regret on there because mm -hmm. look what I'm doing now. You know, it's just so different. So sometimes we can, you know, set aside like no regrets, you know, just just keep moving forward and know that um, what you thought was regret <laughs> really isn't. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm a, a firm believer in the journaling. I think it's great. So. Yeah. Benny and Olivia, do either of you journal? I do not. My boys do, though. I need to take a little more from their uh, likings of that because they do more of that. I just, for the, my daily routine, I should. I need to carve out more time for it. So, yes, I should. How did yeah. you get no, them? No <laughs> yeah, that's the word I don't like. Don't say should. Just just say, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. You got right? it. You know? Absolutely um, right. And, and it might that way instead of something that you have to do it's just um something that's going to evolve and you'll find like your boys or like me or or sabrina um it's just one of those things you just you just end up doing that's right it, it's kind of like part of the whole little mm -hmm. thing it's kind of cool when that happens though too it's like oh i don't even feel like i have to do anything it's just because i want to. yeah how did they get started benny uh the their school, I think, got them little ones, and then I came across a couple of ones that are more thematic for them uh, and what they were into, which is Lego. And they had a couple notebooks there, and I bought those. And, of course, they uh, I have twins, so they're always like, well, what if brother's going to look at brothers, you know, and vice versa. So I got them with little padlocks. <laughs> oh. Cute. Cute. Yeah. How old are they? Uh, they just turned 10 in January. Oh, my gosh. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's 
really, really fantastic. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. Start that whole process and support, you know, while they're younger like that. There you go. And they'll take it with them. Yeah. I mean, I have three adult children that are all married now with, with kids. So, um, it's, it's wonderful to see the progress of that. You know, it's just like all of a sudden don't blink because they'll all of a sudden be like, you know, 25. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Olivia, how about you? Do you have time? Yeah, you know, I um, I haven't journaled in a while. I, I do write music, so that is kind of a similar thing, I think. You know, I think that a lot of the things I would be journaling about do tend to come out in the other things that I write. But, you know, I, I, uh, I do see a lot of value in picking up a journal and just taking the pressure off, I think, because when you're creating something like a, a song, like lyrics or poetry, you know, there's there's kind of more pressure to be really um, specific and careful about what words you're using versus just kind of letting it go and um, releasing whatever you've got. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's a process too, you know, so sometimes we pick up a journal. I know when I get a new one, I'm like, well, what am I going to write in it today? And then I just kind of set it aside for a minute and it just, it'll just, it'll just come just like when you, probably are writing your music or your poetry or any of the creative, you know, um, words that come, it's kind of the same thing. It's, it's, you know, yeah. There's some days where nothing comes, you know, like you can't sit down and decide I'm going to write today right now, you know, it has to happen naturally. So yeah, Yeah. I guess it's probably a similar process and I should, or I guess not should, but maybe next time <laughs> I feel like writing, I will sit down with a journal and put a different intention there as opposed to um, trying to create something like a song. Yeah. And sometimes it can just be a couple of words. Like here's mine today. Ask a lofty question. Hmm. I like that. I just kind of throw things up sometimes for myself to look, you know? So, Yeah. And without the confines of should, or it needs to be this, or it should look like that, or I have to follow an outline, whatever bubbles up from your heart, from, mm-hmm. from your spirit, what is it? It's, and sometimes it's just a matter of emptying your brain onto the page. And mm-hmm. then that stimulates more journaling or an expansion of a thought, or it gives you that creative moment where it's like, oh, I didn't even, you know. It's a perspective shift. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a word. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be anything else but a word, you know? Yeah, great. I like that. Um, I want to cut for a break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Andrea... <clears throat> how do we focus on a little more work-life balance in that nurturing place of self-care. So stay tuned and we'll see you back after the break. Mind to Heart with me, Craig Richardson, carves a pathway from your mind to your heart to activate that innate compass to overcome whatever life sends your way. As an intuitive life coach, I am ready to guide you to an amazing life. Tune in live every second and fourth Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about me, visit CraigERichardson.com. Can a cup of joe support ALS? May 14th. If you go to any one of our shops, 
proceeds from every cup go to research to find cause. If you don't have a shop near you, you can go to DutchBros.com and donate. The goal is 1.6 million. All of our releases, all of our great customers, it's going to take extraordinary effort from all of us. Let's talk about ALS. Go to DutchBrosSinSam.com. Are you feeling the complexity of life? Do you feel that urge to step into something greater? Tune in to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com to discover what it means to use your full power to be the best version of yourself. Imagine stepping into the energy of saying yes to yourself and knowing you nailed it. For more information about me, visit CarrieNail.com. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. I'm Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia, and I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. All right. Welcome, everybody. You're listening to Live the Good Life Show, and I'm your host, Sabrina A. Wright. Today, we're talking about self-respect and self-care and how they are so intimately tied to each other. I'm talking today with Andrea Andrea B. Jasper of Studio A Pilates and Yoga, located in Dana Point, California, sunny California. And our conversation today is more about how important it is for us to start caring for ourselves as what would feed us and caring for ourselves, nurturing for ourselves, and doing for ourselves helps us show up more confident, show up more capable, and show up more engaged in everything that we're committed to, our family, our friends, our communities, our activities. And Andrea, it's interesting. Self-care doesn't look the same for every single individual. It, it, it's different per gender, it's different per age demographic, it's different per economic status, it's different per ethnicity, right? So 
earlier, I love, we were talking about journaling, and I love the fact that Benny sh shared that his twin boys are journaling. And you and I were athletes in school, really active when we were young. Last year created an upset in schooling, in kids going to school, in kids being interactive, and in kids having that social connection. Where do we start on providing outlets or, or how do we start self-care, especially in a new family dynamic, which does not have as much socializing or gathering as we used to? What do you think would, would be a great place to start? You know, for, for my families, um, I'm lucky enough that all my children live close by and they're, they have families as well. Um, I know for them, it's, it could be, it, like you said, self-care comes in all different ways. You can self-care as a family. So mm -hmm. you're caring for your, yourselves as a family and you can self-care as a couple. You can self-care as an individual. And if we, to find the balance on all of that is, is not easy. Um, we like game nights, you know, that's kind of one of the things that we do. Um, and, or, uh, just talking or, you know, whatever it is, um, because we're, we weren't in an area that we can be with a lot of other people. I think the, the best thing that you can do is just get outside, okay. get outside, take your shoes off, get on the grass, get on the earth, start to really ground back again, um, for yourself have a, what about just just a little walking meditation where you don't really have to talk where you're just together but you're just exploring you know the sounds around you um what's underneath your feet what's above your head um and that doesn't cost anything um and understanding that you don't have to have television going on or you don't have to have your phone on um you, you you don't have to have anything going on and still, you know, be in a, an environment or create an environment that is, um, you know, caring for yourself. And, you know, if you go individually, you know, that's a little harder when you're stuck inside. Um, I think having a place and everybody respecting that everybody has a place that they can go to when they need to. And without any questions, without any um, explanations, um, that they could just be. Um, I'm fortunate that I do have a little place in my house that I put together just for that reason, where I can just sit and be quiet. Um, or if I want to put on music, or if I want to read a book, you know, I have, you know, but I have that little, that little bubble, that little space that's just mine. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of people equate self-care with selfishness. And I think that's, that's, you know, not correct. Um, self care, and it could be selfish, but not in a way that's, that's negative. It could be selfish that you're like, Hey, I am shoring up my banks so I can be, you know, more present for whatever I'm doing. Um, and the importance of that is so, it is so, 
I don't even know how to explain it. It's just so grand. Um, but that we have to really shift our perspective on that. And why is it that, you know, we feel if we're going to take a walk by yourself that we're antisocial or we're, we're, you know, or, you know, oh, she, whatever, I don't know, whatever labels that people want to put on you, um, where that needs to, that I think that need that perspective needs to change a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but to get back to your question on how to start, you know, for families, I think it's just, you know, we've had a lot of togetherness, but I don't know if it's really been togetherness. I wonder if it's just that feeling of being forced, you know, together rather than just being together. Um, but I think the first thing is just try to get outside. I mean, that's, that's one of the big things. Um, and you know, of course you want to self-care nutritionally, you know, I'm, I'm a big, you know, eat really good nutritious food, drink a lot of water get a lot of sleep. A lot of people don't sleep, you know, get yourself some sleep. <laughs> we're all very sleep deprived. Um, we're, we start each day in a little bit of a deficit, I think. So if we could um, start each day with a little more equilibrium, then the stressors, you know, they get back, you know, down. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, ask me another question. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to. So you said to eat more nutritiously. You are a farm to table gardener. Tell me yeah, about that. I have these wonderful, I didn't do really great in the ground. I have some things that are in pots, you know, I can grow some tomatoes and things like that. Um, we have some fun little animals that like to eat my food, which is great. It's fine. Um, other times I'm like, darn it, you know, my, my, you know, my apple tree, you know, or something. But I also, you know, decided to try some of those uh, towers, you know, where you use the, the water kind of flows through and it comes, um, it, you know, again and again. So I'm saving on water um, and I can grow all kinds of leafy vegetables and, um, you know, peas and tomatoes and zucchini and um, gosh, I've had eggplant. I grew giant, uh, those conical um, broccoli, you know, or not broccoli. Um, yeah. The ones yeah. that look like, I don't even know how you describe them, but they're purple and you can get colors and it's just so amazing. And it's really fun to be able to get herbs, lots and lots of herbs that uh, you can, and it saves me from going to the grocery store. It saves me from doing a lot of things, but I did a lot more, especially when we were inside. Um, and I thought, well, if I can keep myself busy outside and do some things and enjoy, and it's very meditative for me to go out and tend to things um, and get my hands in the, in the dirt, you know, again, in the earth, it, it's just, it's, it's fulfilling, but it's fulfilling for my fam too. So I grow an abundance of things and I can give them all away. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. How exciting. Yeah. So you're the first person that I've uh, known who's actually done the towers. You know, I have three, a lot of, yeah. you have three of them. I have three. Um, you can do one. You can do two. I like three because for me, I put some flowers at the top so it's pretty to look at, but then it helps to pollinate. So I don't have to worry about the pollination. You know, I get the bees and it's fun and the butterflies and, or the butterflies and the birds and everything. So mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's attracting, you know, for that kind of life um, around my house, which is nice. So wow. yeah, I, I recommend them. Um, even if you don't have room outside, they don't take that much room. If you have a little balcony, 
but they have really great ones that you can start doing little things on, you know, next to your sink in the, in the kitchen, um, you know, with a light on there. So you can explore and experiment with those. Um, and, uh, but I really think bringing nature in is such a good idea too. Mm-hmm. bring some plants into your house, into your life, let fresh flowers, you know, maybe that's what you, you know, spend that extra dollar or two on instead of another oh, coffee or something, you know, bring in a fresh flower. It, it really does make a difference. And I'll tell you, every time you pass it, you're probably going to smile. I, you know, I mean, flowers make people happy. Um, they make me ha- happy, especially daisies. I like daisies. Ah, those are happy flowers. And they're very expensive. So you can get a little bunch for a couple <laughs> of bucks and they last for a long time. And then you'll smile every time you walk by them. So, you know, bring, bring nature inside, you know, bring some color into your life uh, is always really good. And then, uh, yeah, so there you go. Outstanding. And right now we're coming into, at least up here in the Pacific Northwest, farmer's markets. So farmer's markets have a plethora of fresh fruits and vegetables. There's one uh, place that I like to visit and what they do is they create salad hanging baskets. And so the hanging basket is, oh gosh, maybe about this big, okay? Uh, bigger Bigger than a basketball maybe two basketballs and they have all of the greens that you need for a salad. So of course, lettuce, but they have other herbs like you can have, uh, you can have some kale in there, baby kale. Um, uh, what's the, the peppery, um, green, what's that? Arugula that and there's like little little cabbage and then there's scallions and so mostly it's the greens that are in the basket and it should last like the whole summer so you've got fresh greens Mm -hmm. and you can look at it and it's a beautiful thing to look at as well green is a great color whenever you're feeling a little bit stressed Mm -hmm. um, look at something green it'll really kind of it'll it'll calm you down a little bit Oh, good to know. That's a little, little trick. Right? Bring that something inside. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're inside a lot. If you're working from home, like a lot of us have been, you know, having to do or sitting a lot, you know, get up, you know, look at something that's green. Just take a moment and breathe a few nice deep breaths and then you can get back to what you have to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Um, what else? Um Other than growing your garden, what is it about nutrition? And how would you, what would you say a good place to start nutrition-wise as you start to take a look at what you're actually eating? Start with one meal. Um, I think it's real hard when people are faced with trying to make a change and they make it too big. Mm. Make it small, you know, a little bit more accessible. So maybe you start with breakfast and you think to yourself, okay, today breakfast is going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to grab a donut. I'm not going to, you know, grab just coffee. I'm going to try and maybe grab an apple instead, or, you know, I'll eat, you know, some kind of grain that's healthier with a nut, you know, based milk rather than, you know, dairy milk, or, um, you know, it, it could be a lot of different things. Some people don't like sweet in the morning. Some people like savory. So, you know, maybe it's, you make yourself a salad. It could be all kinds of things. And then when you feel like, hey, I'm pretty confident in doing this, then maybe move on to lunch and you try that to be different. I'm not going to go through the drive through today. I'm going to try to, you know, organize something beforehand or, you know what, I can actually make it home 
you know, and, and eat something at home um, and then try dinner or vice versa. You know, it could be like dinner is a way that you make the change first. Maybe that's when your family is all in place and everybody gets a job. Okay. You know, you know, Susie, you get to, you know, cut up the, the tomatoes and, you know, somebody else gets a job too. It's a beautiful way to, you know, as your family unit to, um, prepare together and nourish together in that way. I think that's a beautiful way that you can, um, you know, create that same kind of self-care going back to what you were talking about before, um, as a family or as a small, you know, even yourself, when you prepare your own food, totally different when you eat it, than when oh, you go out and pick it up. Exactly. It, it really is not saying that you can't go and support, you know, your local, you know, restaurants or, you know, anything like that, but, um, maybe not every day, <laughs> you know, save it, save or it. every meal, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it really is nice when you take the time and the opportunity and it's, and again, meditative in nature, you can find meditation at anything. You can find meditation cleaning. You can find meditation in cooking. Um, you can find meditation in, you know, walking your dogs, you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, you know, I sometimes do it in silence. I don't have anything going on. Sometimes I want to put on some music and, you know, kind of move a little bit while I, I cook. And that's really fun too. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever mood you're in, just let it, let it be okay. Let it be okay. And really self-care isn't a checklist. Mm -mm. Not at all. And there's no performance expectation that's attached to it. So, um, Benny, do you and the kids cook? Uh, we do a little bit. Um, sometimes our schedules are a little just crazier, so I just kind of take over. Uh, the weekends we have a little more time, so I kind of let them uh, brow and you know uh, venture into the kitchen a little bit more. What's their favorite meal to cook or favorite food to cook? Uh, we do like a chicken dish, so just regular just chicken breasts, and we kind of cut them up, and then we do a little bit of noodles and stuff like that. So something simple so they can kind of get into the kitchen and not be so you know, crazy with all the elements going, no, no pun intended with the stove elements, but elements on the counter and so forth like that. So we let them kind of, you know, venture in and do their little thing. Fun. I, that's one thing I, I growing up was not privy to. So, um, I didn't learn to cook until I went to college and had to learn how to be creative with a hot pot and, um, and, and a single burner and feed myself right it wasn't about school mm -hmm. cafeteria every single day because it right. wasn't really the best food <laughs> yeah dietary and, things have definitely changed uh from even me going to college too as well so mm -hmm. yeah how about you olivia are you someone who enjoys cooking i am i cook almost every night mm -hmm. excellent and do you have, would you have space in your new home to uh, maybe do a little bit of herb gardening? Oh my gosh. So I actually have a huge garden um, and it came with it and it's got veggies growing in it already. I'm so excited about it. Wow. That's um, perfect. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm big on houseplants. So I'm, you know, trying to uh, delve into the outdoor gardening arena. So I, I'm excited to grow my own food. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, this is going to be your first spring and summer season to do that. How mm -hmm. fun. What a great way to introduce yourself to uh, your new home and yeah, your new lifestyle. Yeah. 
Yeah, was that intentional when you were looking? Oh, it was definitely a plus when we we saw this spot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I've definitely wanted the outdoor space, um, and and I'm hoping to also get a couple of chickens here in the near future. <laughs> wow, how fun! Yeah, very excited. Terrific. Other ways, Andrea, besides food, besides meditation. Besides getting outside, what really feeds, what really feeds your soul? Mm, Gosh, besides, besides. um, In addition to, I should say, not besides, in addition. Well, you know, and it is in addition and we just kind of, you know, add things in and, you know, it's like you take things in and you take things out and everything just kind of evolves with what, you know, works for you. And it's all going to change too. life changes. We have different um, things that are going on around us. You know, every day is different. So just like you said, we got to kind of move like water. We just kind of ebb and flow with it. And um, if we stay a little soft in the body and soft in the mind and soft in the heart, you know, we can, we can do that. Um, For me, you know, I, I do need movement you know, in some kind of mindful movement in my life, whether it's the Pilates or it could be yoga, lots of melting in my life. Um, I have taken away, you know, the, the, the pounding of running. So I'm not doing that anymore because I know it's not, it doesn't feel right in my body anymore. Um, maybe I'll do it again. I don't know, but for now, you know, I am doing other, other things. So I may be riding my bike, walking my dogs, paddle boarding, you know, hiking, things like that. Um, but on a daily basis, you know, I do um, hold true to my melt practice um, and uh, treating my hands and my feet just, just because of the, the job that I have, um, it's demanding physically for me. And so uh, for me to be the best instructor or best, um, you know, studio owner, employer, you know, that I can be, you know, just like you said, you know, I need to fuel myself first so I can do all those things for others. And then I have to do it again. So it is one of those things that you have to replenish. It's not like you can do it once and just say, okay, I'm done. It, it is, it is something that you uh, become, and I don't really don't like the word habit, but it becomes part of your daily living. And, um, and so that's, you know, what I do for myself to keep myself going. Um, and with the combination of that, you know, with, with moving mindfully, uh, pausing, taking pause in my day, just breathing a little bit, um, journaling, eating really good food, getting, making sure I get a really good night's sleep, you know, dark room people, (laughs) dark room, turn off, uh, you know, things an hour before you go to bed, you know, maybe even put a little eye mask on, um, you know, anything that's just going to create that space. You know, I'm not a, big proponent of TV anyway, but try not to have a TV in your room <laughs> um, because it's, you know, your bed is for sleeping and, you know, making love, you know, it, it's, it's that, that's what it's for. It's not for um, watching TV or mm-hmm. anything else. So um, I try to keep the spaces, you know, in my house, like my house is my kitchens for cooking and eating and my dining room, you know, my living room has another purpose. My, you know, my little space has its purpose. Um, my bedroom has its purpose. So um, I try to, you know, keep that in mind when I move through my day. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
you know, I, I just incorporate it all. And it didn't all happen at once. It's not like I decided one day, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to live my life. And if I don't get it all done in one day, then I'm a failure. You know, it's like now it's like every day is a little bit different. And I, and I know what I need. So in the morning, I know what I'm going to need to fuel my day. Um, Sundays, sometimes that's my prep day. So, um, you know, talking about how we get so busy during the week, you know, I try to prep my lunches, you know, um, on Sundays so that I can just grab something every day when I go into the studio. And I just feel so much better than when I just, cause I have a habit of forgetting sometimes to eat. And then I'm, I, I find myself really spent at the end of the day. So I'm super consciously aware that I've got to keep myself fueled throughout the day. Um, with really, really good food, um, drinking lots of water. Um, I do take um, some supplements, but not a lot. I used to take a ton of vitamins and I would feel sick all day long. <laughs> but, you know, two reasons for that is because they weren't well, um, they weren't good quality um, and a lot of synthetics in them that I didn't realize. So I threw them all out. I look like an old lady. I, I hate to say that, but I had this <laughs> huge thing and I would have like 10 pills in the front for the morning and 10 in the back. And that was my whole week. And I thought, I can't do this anymore. You know, it was like my stomach hurt all the time. I was, you know, it just wasn't good. So I threw them all out, didn't do anything for a while. And then I started with more whole food, um, supplements. And, um, you know, I'm a touchstone girl. I, I like that. I was introduced, um, you know, with, uh, Lisa. And so now, you know, my family, my husband, you know, super simple. And I'll tell you, I can, you know, take those things on an empty stomach and I'm not feeling sick because it's, it's, it doesn't have all that icks in it. And, uh, but that, that fills the gaps for me, you know, when I can't get everything in. So I love that. So, Perfect. <laughs> so, Andrea, mm -hmm. I so appreciate you coming on today and sharing all of your tips for self-care. And um, I've got just a little bit of time left. So I want to thank you, Andrea B. Jasper of Studio A Pilates and Yoga. <laughs> and melt and melt. Um you can go to her website and get connected. And I, I love this. You are offering virtual mm -hmm. classes. Yes. And this is Pilates, yoga, and melt. Yes. So I would recommend that you go there, check her out. Her contact information is there on the website. And Dial her up. This is free, so give it a shot. You know, I'm so confident that you're going to love it, um, that we do. It's like your first class is complimentary. Um, we have tons of things to offer. Um, and uh, this new platform of, of streaming is, is wonderful. And if you're in the area, you know, come and say hello. I, I'd love to see you. Perfect. Thank you again. This is Live the Good Life Show with Sabrina A. Wright. And you can contact me at the right balance, right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com. Thank you for listening to the Live the Good Life Show with Sabrina Wright. Tune in on the second Thursday of next month at 11 a.m. Pacific for more tips, tricks, and insights to help you invest in your best self. Find balance in your lifestyle and watch yourself evolve into who you're meant to be. For more information about Sabrina and her services, visit therightbalance.com. That's the right, W-R-I-G-H-T, balance.com.